need a healing in your body. Good to have Bishop and his wife, but I'm going to tell you, they came to have church. They came to have church. They came to be in the presence of the Lord. They came for God to touch and minister to them. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to the Lord God. Oh, my God. He's wonderful. Yes, he is. He's good. Yes, he is. He's perfect. Yes, he is. He's without error. Yes, that's right. He makes no mistakes. Oh, glory to the Lord God. He's a God that's on time. Oh, I thank you today, Lord. I praise you today, Lord. I magnify you today, Lord. Glory to God. Oh, mighty God. No telling what would happen if some of you that feel him, some of you that are really sensing him, would begin to let go in worship and begin to let go in praise and lift up a shout. I said, and lift up a shout. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. Oh, mighty God. Oh, mighty God. Come on, ensemble. Make your way to the platform. We're going to worship the King of glory. We need to let God arise right now, don't we? We need to let him arise and his enemies be scattered. We need to open up and let the King of glory come in this place like never before. Oh, my. You're not feeling good. You can get there. I said you can get there. God won't give you a pill, and he won't give you a shot, but he'll give you a touch, and that touch is all you'll need. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. I'm going to tell you something else. You don't need a prescription for a refill. God loves to refill people. Oh, and make them full. Spirit. Some of you need a refilling. Yes, you do. Some of you need to be full of the Holy Ghost. Yes, you do. And today God is saying, I told you several weeks ago, I've opened the door. you got to come through it for the healing and renewing that you would like in your life. Oh, praise his name. Praise his name. Praise his name. Praise his name. Come on, everybody. Praise his name. Come on, everybody. Praise his name. What name am I talking about? I'm talking about Jesus.
but you can sing it like it's a new song. You can sing it like you've never heard it before. You can sing it like you've never sung it before. It can be new to you. It can be fresh to you. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to the Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Let's sing. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And glorious. Yes, he is.
Put your hands together and thank the Father reigning God. He's always reigned and He will always reign. No one or anything will ever take His throne. Oh, hallelujah. Ha. Woo, glory to the Lord. Good to see all of you today. Respond to the Lord as you're able. You can be seated anytime. Remain standing however you feel led. Again, you can be seated. It's all right. You can stand up. It's all right. You need prayer. Come on. What you waiting on? What you waiting on? We'll pray for you, Brother John. Come on. Elder, if you would help him. Others, Sister Smith is coming for prayer. Let's sing to the Lord. Let's believe the Lord. She needs a touch in her body. To hide this weary soul, this bag of
One more time. Put your hands together on Jesus today. Amen. Come on. Hey, there's no doubt God is here. I said there's no God. He's here. I sense him inside of me. I can't speak for you, but some of you I can tell you know he's here. There may be some holding back just a little bit. Hallelujah. That little bit may be the difference between you and a great blessing. Yes, yes. Okay. Amen. Amen. Let's sing it to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh. Amen. My little grandbaby coming to see me. <laughs> Have your way, Jesus. Have your way, Jesus. God is so good to us. In every season of our life. Circumstances may not be good to you from this life, but God is still good in every season.
Hallelujah. Can you lift your hands? Wherever you're at in this building, whatever's going on inside of you, whatever your struggles may be, can you just take a moment now and believe God and stand on His promise? Oh, hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. Stand on it. Stand on it. Don't waver from it. Stand on it. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Have your way, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Ooh, I'm sensing the Lord. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Hear the word of the Lord. I am God. It's impossible for me to lie. My promise and promises are sure. Nothing that you will face, no circumstance in your life can destroy or remove my promise to you. The only thing that may delay or hinder is your unbelief. So I say to you today, when you can only see in part, begin to speak my word and stand upon my word and see if I will not come and deliver. What I have promised. Thus saith the Lord. Put your hands together. Magnify the King of glory. Oh, hallelujah. My, 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 my. Woo. Tremendous service already. Amen. And I am grateful for what God is doing. If you're able today, you may return to your seats. Good to have all of you here. Our visitors, we're glad that you're here. Bishop and his wife, we're glad that they are here. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Young Brother Hillman, good to have him with us today. Brother Hagman, it's always good to see you. Amen. The rest of you, I don't want to exclude you. It is good to see you as well. Hopefully, it's good to see me too. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord God. God is just an awesome, awesome, awesome God. Let me try to quickly make some announcements, if I could. Service tonight at 6 o'clock. If you're able to come a few minutes early, prefer at least 15, we can pray. And I believe prayer opens the door for these kind of experiences. Also, our family camp is coming up, our church camp, church retreat, Tuesday. It begins Tuesday at Summer Mill. First service that kicks off in the evening will be 7 p.m., but you can come out anytime, 3 or after. 
We're going to try to have some sign-up clipboards available for activities and workshops that you would like to attend so we can get an idea of what we need to do. We have a schedule, and so we're going to try to follow that. But if we don't, just go with the flow. Looking forward to just having a time, a time. May I ask you, while you're there, try to leave your promises some, I mean, excuse me, your problem somewhere else. Amen. So let's have a time of bonding if we can. Praise the name of the Lord God. I know there may be other uh, announcements. We do have a reception right after the installation today. Bishop will be taking care of that. And so let's don't forget the retreat. It starts Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Yes, Brother Charles. Okay, griddles. Yeah, we'll bring one so that now you only need a couple of more. So if you have that, that'll be great. Since we're talking about that, it would be great. Some of you, I'm sure, that are not eating at camp, or even if you are, you're going to bring waters and juice and sodas. How about bringing a little extra for the church to set up for people during uh, the activities that may forget theirs or during the suppers? That would not be good. Amen. So think about that if you would, please. Amen. I think they're going to let us get in Monday evening so we can set up the sanctuary, get the sound working, and be ready to go Tuesday evening, 7 o'clock. Remember, no church here Wednesday. It'll be at the camp. It's not very far away. It's not very far away. It's in Belton, all right? And so it is Summer Meal Retreat and Conference Center. Hope to see you there. Hope to see you there. Any other announcements that need to be made? Any other announcements? Yes. T-shirts. The T-shirts are ready. If you have paid and ordered some, I'm sure we have a list of who has. Unfortunately, they kind of got things confused. And so there are some sizes we could not get. Thank God we got the T-shirts at all. We do have some short sleeve T-shirts, maybe for children and others that would wear them, but they're going to have to be sold, okay? So if you want extra T-shirts, we're only going to sell them for $8 a piece, $8 a piece. We had to buy those, even though we didn't order those, all right? And so whatever you wear, be sure it's modest and godly, please. It's important. It is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And you represent this church and your pastor. Amen. So come and have a great time. I'm looking forward to it. And some of you that think you're going to win basketball, bring a crying towel. You don't have one? I'll bring you one. Yeah, I'll bring you one. In fact, I got a whole bag full for you. Amen. I'm talking to the young boys that think because they're young, they got it down because they got some height advantage. You never know what these little people will do while you're jumping up. Looking forward to a great time. Whatever we do, let's have Christ in the center of it. Win, lose, or whatever, let's have the right spirit. Amen. Let's have a great time. Amen. Looking forward to the pancake decoration. Wow. 
you're you going to win? Well, I'm going to eat them. I don't care about winning. I'm going to eat them. That's all I care about. So we got a lot of things happening. Looking forward to it. It begins Tuesday. 7 o'clock is the first service. Again, you can come out sometime after 3 if you'd like. Begin signing up, and we'll help you with the schedule as well. The Lord bless you all. Amen. Some of you, I'll be getting with you this evening. We're going to need help Tuesday around noon to come up here and gather all the things that we have, plates, cups, forks, things of that nature, to bring out there so we'll be ready to go. Elder Phil, yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is, Brother Jacob's birthday. He is 15 years old. All he's got in his mind is a permit. Forget the presents. Just give me my permit so I can drive. Oh, man, I can remember the day when that one right there, when I taught her to drive, we survived by the grace of God. My wife doesn't know how we survived. Because she'd pull up by us, and we weren't looking at the road. We were looking everywhere but the road. But God was our pilot. I don't know what's happened to her since. She has forgot everything that I taught her. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord God. Amen. Thank you. Our ensemble can be seated. Today, we are going to have from our Bishop of the Apostolic Church of Jesus Christ an installation service promoting Brother Brown from an associate pastor to pastor and moving me to senior pastor, Bishop. It's something for the future. It's a journey that we're on. It's the next step. It's the evolution of this church. And so my wife in just a moment is going to come and share some things that I think are important, and I will share some, and then we'll ask Bishop to come. I was reminded by Brother Owen Bullard that in the Green Church, anybody remember the Green Church? You and I were much younger then. Amen. He said, even then, before our daughter was married, you begin to say, whoever she marries is who I'm praying and hoping for. And there's reasons behind that. And my wife's going to come and share just a few of those. God bless you all today. This is a one-time thing. So if you don't mind bearing with us for just a moment. When I woke up this morning, I thought, maybe I should share some things that possibly some of you don't know about Christina. So she doesn't know I'm doing this. But from the time she was just a little girl, once I got into the church, I began, began to raise her to be a servant to the ministry. And she did, from as young as she can remember. And she began her journey at that time. But during that time, 
She also began to take piano lessons and do some other things in preparation for what the future had to hold. Of course, at five years old, at five years old I used to pray with them at home all the time. And that's where she got the Holy Ghost, was on her knees at home while we prayed. And not long later, she was baptized in the beautiful name of Jesus Christ for the remission of her sins. But as she went through those piano lessons early in life, I began to notice there were some things that Christina was struggling with when she was small. I would say things to her and she would respond in a way that she didn't know what I was talking about. And this was happening a lot. And as she grew more and more and understood more and more English, I began to realize there's something wrong. And she went forward and she went forward and I would say something like, please pick up your school book. And she would say, what? There's a tomato on the floor? And as time went on and she was taking those lessons, and one thing about her was I never had to tell her to practice. I never had to push her or prod her. Every morning when that girl got up, messy hair, bad breath, pajamas and all, she was at the piano every single day. But I took her to the doctor because I knew something, wasn't, something was going wrong with Christina, and I wasn't sure what it was. And nobody realized it, but... She had a hearing problem. It was a nerve conduction I issue from the eardrum to the brain. There was a loss of connection is what they told me. So how did this girl learn to play the piano? How did she learn? How was she able to carry a tune? Only by the grace of God above. Because they looked at her and they said, how in the world has she been successful in school? Because they asked questions about her before we even went. How did she learn to play the piano? How has she done all these things? And I looked at them blankly. I said, it just has to be the good Lord above. Only him, only he could have done this. So the Lord began her process. And me as a mother, I only facilitated it because it was God-inspired. And as time went on, Christina became a music minister at the age of 14. She began to play, play the piano in the church, a UPC church in San Saba, Texas, under Brother James Castleberry. She was the only youth in the church. Do you think that was easy? It wasn't easy, but it's what God told her to do. She had to learn to be faithful even in the desert. And she was. And then she also, her and my husband, they started a radio ministry while we were attending that church. And they did that for two years faithfully. Early every Sunday morning before church even began, they drove 45 minutes to an hour to the radio station and had the radio station ministry. So God had a plan beyond ours. We didn't know what the future held. But we did know that God calls people, he even calls children, they have to be consistent. They have to be shown they can be faithful. They have to show that they can be faithful in even the smallest of things. Even in the desert, 
even when you're alone, even when there's no other youth around. But the Lord used her life. And then she's been a music minister since 1998 here in this church. Over 20 years. From the time she was a teenager. What did you do when you were a teenager? What were your kids doing right now as teenagers? Think about it. She became a licensed minister with the ACJC under our bishop, Bishop Lonnie Smith. She taught music seminar in Israel. But above all that, the one thing that I've learned is her mother. The Lord qualifies the unqualified. He gives hearing to those who have hearing issues. He gives sight to the blind. He gives strength to those that are weak. He heals those that are ill. He heals the brokenhearted. And he's prepared her now to be a pastor's wife. So I want to thank the Lord for that because, you know, it's something that, that he's doing. Today is a one and done deal. This day will never happen again. So I wanted to just share. The Lord led me to just share some things for those of you who really don't know her. You just see her up here playing and singing, but you don't realize the very difficult path that she had to take to get here. Because then she went to college, and she had to pass something called a barrier exam. It was an ear exam where you had to be able to listen to different pieces of music. And you, you had to tell them so many things about each piece, and she failed it the first time. And you weren't supposed to be able to fail it and make it. But you know what? God had mercy again and allowed her to take that barrier exam again. And then I wanted to say something to my son-in-law, too, back when he first came to us, before he ever got here. But my husband's going to tell more about him, so I don't want to do that. I'm not going to spoil that. Let him do it. But I did, I did make a card for you all yesterday. I think the Lord led me to um, read a certain book by Brother Kelly, who was here before. And it really touched me. It said, hmm, I want to re read that for John and Christina. I want to let you know that I'm proud of both of you. You've been through a lot that people don't know about. But you've stayed the course. You could have run. You could have went somewhere else. But you didn't. You stayed right here and remained faithful. The great apostle Paul wrote a humble yet profound piece of scripture. Whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power, unto me, unto you, who are less than the least of all the saints, is this grace given, that I, or you, should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, Ephesians 3, 7 through 8, so we can be the least of the saints, But you know what? Being the least or even the most persecuted causes our humility. That's what it's all about. Something I told Brother John when I knew he was going to become part of our family. I'll never forget it. We were walking up the front 
sidewalk to my house, and I said to him, Brother John, the biggest piece of advice I can give you is stay on your knees. If you stay on your knees, you can't fall. If you stay on your knees, you can't become too lifted up or too proud because pride comes before a fall. Stay on your knees. Stay on your knees. Stay on your knees. So God bless you both as you begin this endeavor. And I know the Lord is with you, and that's all that matters. Just keep him first, and he will do the rest. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Before I say some things about my son-in-law, I would like to remind this church that my daughter has been here from the beginning. What some of you may have forgotten or have never known is that many years ago, she was offered a music ministry position at a very large UPC church with a large salary, and they would pay off all her student loans. And she turned them down because her heart was here. I'm going to say some things about both of them when I'm through mentioning some things that I appreciate about my son-in-law. No, not just that he's tall and that I can find shade in a hot day. But even while he was in the Army, deployed, God was working on him. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he received the Holy Ghost while in the Army. God began to deal with his life. Has he arrived? No, neither have I, and neither have you. As he has said, and I agree, we're on a journey together. And that journey brings lots of ups and downs, lefts and rights. But you stay the course. I know that a lot of times preachers, for whatever reason, they minimize education. I'm not here to lift it up. I'm just here to say it is a tool. I don't think that it would be a wise thing to say you don't need to be educated to be more effective with the kingdom of God, however you get that education. And so he got his bachelor's degree in elementary and then he felt led to go to Liberty University and get his master's in theology. He will use that master's if he uses it as a tool, and he has. He will have insight that many of us will never have, even though you think it may be boring now. You think you don't need it now. But there's depths to things that you have no clue that lies beneath the surface that you've got to dig down and have tools to get. You say, well, I don't think it's really that important. Well, why did the Apostle Paul said that he sat at the feet of Gamaliel? 
That was his Bible school. Yes, he had to learn some things. He had to come into the truth, but he had a foundation. What about John the Baptist? And Jesus himself, by historical records, proved that they spent time with the Essenes in the desert, doing nothing but listening to the elders and studying the Word of God. Jesus didn't need to do that. He is the Word. But he did it as an example. Amen. You say, well, the fishermen didn't go to Bible college. Well, I think that may be a little misnomer. They had the best Bible college, three-year, well, maybe three-and-a-half, with the Lord teaching them the Word of God. Amen. And so, however you can study to show thyself approved, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of God, I encourage you to do so. I also appreciate Brother Brown because with me, he's very, very meek and allows me to basically, from daylight to dark, you need to do this. You need to stop doing that. You need to improve here. You need to do that. And that will continue. Just because he has four children doesn't mean that I'm letting him go. Just this morning when he was coming to church with me, he heard some things this morning. And he will continue to hear those things as I hear those things and have heard those things. We need others in our lives. Yes, we do. I do not have a lock on this thing. And neither do you. I've got to leave that foundation and go on to perfection. And it's a journey. I appreciate him very much. The day that I saw him trying to hold my daughter's hand or put his arm around her in public while they were dating. And I told him my favorite phrase, how the cow ate the cabbage. He accepted that. And removed his arm. So the things that I have preached about dating, he has heard many times in the past. Anything that I ask him to do, he does it. Without argument. Without excuses. And occasionally, once in a blue moon, if he tries... I raise my voice, and that ends that complaint. And I think that's the way we ought to be with our elders. Amen. It's quiet today. It's quiet today, and it's all right. This is not a funeral. I am not dead. But I'm going to die. And so God, about four weeks ago or so, 
maybe a little less, mentioned to me it's time to get him in position. Not the position, but position. To continue their involvement, their maturity, their growth. You see, during the 15 years that Brother Brown has been with us and during all the years that our daughter has been with us, they have depended on us to do everything. To take care of this, to take care of that. They sit by and watch the attacks, the complaints. Recently, they have felt some of that themselves personally. So I thank God that he allowed whoever it was to do that to further their training. Because even though we're here and they can still count on us, they've got to begin to grow on their own, and they will, because they're given an opportunity to do so by this next step. Amen. They have been faithful. They have helped when asked to help. And this is the will of God to prepare a successor. And that day will come. I don't know when. Only God knows when. When they will step in this role, will they be complete for it? No. But they'll be ready for it. So my heart is you. My wife's heart is you. And God, way before I knew Brother John Brown, a Canadian from Washington State, He's not Canadian, but that's a joke. Come to Texas and fall in love with Texas. Then fell in love with my daughter. Puts up with us. By the grace of God, we have four beautiful grandchildren. Tragically, we lost a baby, but they kept serving God. Let me... Let me say something, and I know Bishop is coming, and, and we're just going, like my wife said, this is it. This is a one-time deal. I remember my daughter going to the dentist. I don't remember if it was a Tuesday or a Wednesday. She had four wisdom teeth cut out. I was there with her. Do you know she was in church that night? Swollen, painful, singing for the glory of God. Listen, I'm telling you, we need to put down our own opinions and what we think or what we don't think and understand that they have been faithful. They have been taught right. They will continue to be taught right. And by the grace of God, I'll be here when that day comes. To ensure they stay the course, you should be thankful that they've been faithful. You should be grateful that it is time for them. You know why? Because somebody else could come in here that hasn't proven themselves faithful, that doesn't have their heart towards you, and lead this church in a way that I won't be able to help.
Got a little fired up there. But that's just my nature. So this is a good day. It's not the day, but it's the beginning of a day. I will also say that my son-in-law, I see growth in him. I see improvement in him. He will come into his own. He will be his own person in Christ. And the things that he brings in his messages and teaching is valuable. Some of you have never heard it. But it's important to be well-wounded because it's time to eat meat, not just milk. Maturity is important. Amen. And so I'm grateful to the Lord. I don't know why he did it. I'm finding out some things possibly why now. I wasn't praying about it. I wasn't saying God win. It just, boom, there it is. And so that's why we're here. So I've asked Bishop and his wife to come, and they're going to install him as that pastor from associate pastor, moving me to senior pastor bishop, active senior pastor bishop. So I'm going to ask Bishop to come now. We've taken a lot of time, but that's all right. We love our bishop and his wife. We appreciate him. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord God of heaven. Bishop, love you. We are certainly happy to be here. You can be seated. I don't know much else to do now except just preach to the church. We haven't heard all about Christine. We haven't heard all about Brother John. Things that I did not know, learn some new things. Hallelujah. But we're glad to be here. Thankful for the invitation to come. For me, it's always an honorable invitation when you get a chance to be a part of the elevation of the kingdom of God. I'm strange, I guess, for, for some people. Uh, but guess what? You are too. to some people. Technical difficulties have been around for a while now. We just about got used to it. I certainly uh, honor Elder White, his wife, and our association together. I've always been able to trust his advice. Trust his advice. And I have asked for his advice many times. And he's always showed up and offered what he felt from the Lord. Hallelujah. And I, I don't really care about a whole lot of somebody else's opinion. I heard, I heard from a Canadian evangelist once several years ago. 
and he came to us back over to teach uh, a week's revival, not preach, just teach. And he said a lot of good things there, and I've used some of them over the years. Amen. But he said the only thing about someone else's opinion is just like yours. Everybody's got one. But when it comes to this, everybody don't have it. They don't have it. I'm not down talking to anyone that has not because as long as you're living, there's hope. God can change your life. Amen. But it's always been a pleasure to come to New Life. I've been received with kindness and felt the love of God. And I don't feel anything different today. Praise the Lord. I am not Elder White, so don't expect me to act like him. Hallelujah. And I'm probably not like some of the rest of you, and don't expect me to act like you either. Paul said it like this. He said, I am what I am by the grace of God. Elder Philip, that is the only difference. Hello. I said, that is the only difference. We are what we are by the grace of God. Amen. My skin color may be different, but from my eyes, yours is different. My attitude may be different, but from my eyes, your attitudes may be different. But for the most part, everybody has been the same every time I've come to Colleen. Amen. And that's always a pleasure. Amen. There are several here today that have grown in their ministry in this church. And I have heard several messages from each one. And there again, it's by the grace of God. It's by the grace of God. And I'm so thankful for his grace and mercy. I've heard a lot of messages from Elder Phillips. I've heard messages from Sister Simmons, I've heard messages from Brother John, I've heard messages from Elder White, hallelujah, and so I don't know about you, but, but I'm still thankful, I'm still thankful, I told my church and they looked at me like I was a mule out in a field somewhere, didn't know where I was going, but I said I would drive a hundred miles any day to hear a good sermon, yeah. hallelujah, now, I may recant since the gas prices have got so high. I may have to cut that down to 50. Hallelujah. But it's worth the trip. Every trip I have made to Colleen has been worth the trip for me. Sometimes I go home and say, I'm sorry they had to listen to me. Hallelujah. But it was uh, always been a pleasure for me to come. Amen. And I've got several things I want to say today. And there's no clocks. Uh and I don't guess the back door is locked. So the rest of it's up to you. I'll just stay here until the last one leaves and I'll cut the lights out. Amen. But today we're trying to prepare for the future. Prepare for the future. I know in my spirit there's not much future left. I understand that. But we have to prepare. And, and, and the Bible teaches us a lot of things. If you'll study it, no man knows the day nor the hour. I have no clue when I'm going to pass away. None whatsoever. 
I only regret that I am not in the position that Elder White is. I don't have anybody that has proven themselves in the ministry. I have would-be ministers that don't come to church, at least little ailment they got. I've got a couple of ministers in the church. They don't show up when the least little thing goes wrong. They get their feelings hurt about some little something. They don't show up. I can't promote that as a minister of the church. I can't promote that. Hallelujah. And so I've tried two men. Both of them went the other way. And all of that didn't work. You say, what does that do with this service today? It does a lot to it. But I want to share some background to, with you uh, that you don't know about me. And I know it's not my day. It's the day of the Brown family. Amen. But you have to sometimes, what does these real good preachers say? Lay a foundation. I'm going to try a poor little cement. Hallelujah. To me, that's a pretty good foundation. Amen. Amen. But I have seen churches fall away from what they believe, what they practice. Over the years, I've seen churches in this organization get away from what they had been raised on. Amen. And they fall into a apostasy. They start going the other way. They forsake the old landmarks. And so you, you never know about people. When you think you do, make one more trip to the altar. You just don't know people. Now, no matter how well you think you do, I'm going to tell you this morning, you don't know people. They are unpredictable. And so all we can do in our journey through life is try to make the best, make the best choices, the best decisions, what we feel like is the best, amen, for what we are trying to accomplish. And so I would like to see New Life Ministries continue to strive together for the common goal of saving souls and changing lives. Hallelujah. I believe that is the utmost of our efforts is to see souls born again and to see people's lives changed. Amen. I want to minister a little bit, amen, from this subject. God has an order. God has an order. Now, many of you I don't know as personal as I know others in the congregation, uh, and I try Anywhere I go, I try not to ever pastor anybody else's people. And I'm not here today to try to pastor you. I am going to offer you <laughs> some advice and suggest to you. I have learned in our generation, you can't demand much out of anybody. And so I, I'm not going to get caught up in all of that because when I'm through, I can go home and enjoy life. Hallelujah. But uh, it has been a trying service. I even told my wife this morning, I said, you know, there's something in my spirit about this service. I'll be glad when I'm back in Arkansas. 
I, I just feel something that I, I can't define for you. But in Psalms chapter 37, verse 23, if you'd like to stand for a moment, refresh yourself, I won't be more than two more hours. Very common scripture, and I feel like the Lord gave this to me a few days ago after I received the invitation to come for this service. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. That's why I know God has an order. And he delighteth in his way. Hallelujah. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. When God chose Israel, he led them through the voice of Moses. The people didn't care about hearing from God. They just wanted Moses to take care of it all. And Moses tried that. He tried that for years. But he got in touch with a man that had a little knowledge about some things too. And he said, uh, his father-in-law said to him, said, this is too much for you. You can't handle all this by yourself. And he advised Moses, get you some help. Get you some help. And I have paid attention to this in, for many years now. Uh, and I've told the people at the church different things happening and what have comes up. And I said, you know, a little help goes a long ways. But a little criticism goes way too far. A little help goes a long ways. And so I got to where I would just take all the help I could get. I drove all the way out here to get this man right over here to work on a car of mine. Now, you think that's funny. I don't. I think that's serious as a heart attack. I had trouble. And then I come out here another time, and he just volunteered to change my oil for me. I probably could have handled that somewhere else. But he became a helper, and he was available. And I used him. Hallelujah. Amen. So I have a lot of some memories for new life and my experiences. But there's look at all the things that has been accomplished. Somebody talked about the Green Church. I'm not sure. I'm familiar with that. I don't know where that was at. The one downtown was the only one I knew about. Amen. And, and we had some good services there, some good moves of God. I don't know about you, church, today, but I, I'm tired of just having a good time. Elder Phillips, I'm not in church today just to have a good time. I enjoy it. Thank God my limbs still work a little bit. Uh, I Hallelujah. I'm thankful for that. But I, I don't go to church just to have a good time. Amen. I go to church to give praise to God and to see what he has for me. Hallelujah. See what he has for me. Therefore, I have to keep my mind open, my heart open, and receive whatever he has for me. Sometimes it's just a nugget from the message. Sometimes it's just a, a few words in a song. Whatever I need, Elder Phillips talked about that living water this morning in Sunday school. And you cannot recount the number of times, I cannot, 
how many times I got just enough of that living water that I needed for the problem I was in. Hallelujah. And so I learned to trust God because he's the one, Elder Philip told us this morning, he's the one that knows just how much you need and just when you need it. Oh, hallelujah. Man, it's been a long time since I've been able to sit in a Sunday school class. Hallelujah. I hope I was a good student. Hallelujah. Amen. But we have to look at more than carnal things today. If we're going to keep the kingdom of God moving, we got to keep our eyes off of a lot of carnal stuff and put our eyes on spiritual things. Amen. And, and so we, we need today, church, amen, personally, each individual, amen, need to get a commitment in your heart. I am going to seek after spiritual things. Spiritual things. Amen. It's not just a pat on the back that's going to keep me going. It's not just a handshake that's going to sustain me. One of the other brethren chimed in this morning and said uh, something about that living water that will sustain you. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for something to sustain me. I can't answer for everybody else. Amen. But I thank the Lord, amen, that he has dealt with me, and I have been nervous about this uh, until I got here, and now I'm about to get calmed down. Amen. I asked my wife just a minute before I came up. I said, uh, uh, are you feeling better? And she said, oh, yeah. I don't know if everybody felt the Holy Ghost or not. I don't know if everybody else saw God doing something. I don't know if everybody else believed God was doing something. But when I pray for people, I usually ask them before the service is over, how you feel? Because I know Jesus prayed twice. And I'll drag them back up here again. Let's do it again if we didn't get it done the first time. Praise God. I appreciate the prayer. Don't take me wrong. Amen. But I asked her, I said, you feel like testifying now? She said, well, I don't know what I'm going to say. I said, well, just say something. So if that's all she says when she gets up, she's being obedient. They was reading stuff, uh, talking about stuff that's just sustaining. I remember one time, back before she ever met Brother John, she sat down and talked to me. There was a young man in her life that she really thought that was the one. And I told her, and I'd like to tell all of the young people here, wait on God. That's what I told her. I told her, God's got the perfect person for you. And when he sends you that perfect person, they're going to love God with all their heart, with all their soul, and with all their might. And they'll make a perfect husband for you. I was asked the other day, uh, did you date a lot? No. I only remember dating two people. One other guy in church and my husband. Because I wanted to make sure they worshipped in church. Girls, if a man don't worship in church, leave him alone. You run from him. You know, and I've noticed Brother Brown, he worships. He puts God first. He's always willing to pray for someone. You know, and I thank God for that. I appreciate that because that's what you need. You need people that are willing to step out and do something for God when they feel that urge. And, you know, I thank God for it. And I want to tell you all, I'm, 
I love you all. I know we've been here a number of times, and, and I've learned some stuff about all of y'all. And uh, I remember the first time I came, Sister Simmons said, you're not sitting by yourself. I didn't know her. Never seen her before. She said, you're not sitting over there by yourself. You're sitting by me. Sister Eva, from that day on, too, kind of took me under her wing and let me know that I was welcome. You know, and all of y'all have done that, and I thank God for that. And the only reason you did that is because you was taught to do that. You were taught to do that. We are taught to do what we do. When you got a newborn baby, you teach them the way you want them to go. And, you know, and I thank God that, that you've had a pastor and you, now you're going to have an assistant pastor that will help teach y'all further and help put y'all further into the kingdom of God. And I want to say I love all of y'all, and I thank y'all, and I feel at home when I come here, and I thank God for that. I thank the Lord for my wife. She stuck with us for 54 years. I promised her not too long ago, I said, it probably won't be 54 more. But we're going to enjoy every one God gives us. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We're going to reminisce a little bit about accomplishments and what God has done uh, for this church called the New Life, Apostolic Church. What he's done for us. Amen. There's been a lot of troubles over the years. There's been a lot of people leave. There's been a lot of people doing a lot of things. But I'm looking at those that are still here. Oh, Hallelujah. There's nothing I can do about those that has left for whatever reasons. Amen. But today, let us look at the accomplishments that has been already produced by the leadership of this church. Just look. Look at the building you're able to have church in. The only time that I can remember ever telling my wife, Brother White must be crazy. Look at this property. Man, you're like a city set on a hill. Something the community can look at. Something they can pass by and see. Hallelujah. That's accomplishments. Praise the Lord. And I know it takes a lot of help for that. Don't get me wrong. Amen. But more than just accomplishments in the natural, look at how many prayers God has answered. Hallelujah. I've heard of some of the sicknesses and some of the situations since I've been associated with this church. I've been asked to pray and help them pray. And God answered somebody's prayer. <laughs> I don't say he always answered mine when I want him to and like I want him to. Amen. But, but he, he answered somebody's prayer. Amen. If I'm in doubt, I'll ask five or six people to come pray. Hallelujah. And that's what Elder White has trained the ministry of the church for is to help pray because we need spiritual influence in our world today. 
I said, we need spiritual influence. You need some of that living water. Hallelujah. And I pray before we're finished today, it gets poured out in this house. Hallelujah. Pour out. Pour out that supernatural. Mm. I'm fixing to lose my notes and everything else out there, but hallelujah. Pour out some of that supernatural water. Hallelujah. I've seen Elder White take a glass of water and just throw it out over the congregation. I thought, my Lord. But we need God. Even today, church, we need God. And he's willing to help. If we'll let him help us, praise the Lord. Amen. And so we see all these things that God has answered prayers. Amen. We remember the messages we've heard preached. When I first started getting uh, adjusted, I'll put it that way. When I first started getting adjusted to new life, we came down, and y'all was fixing to tear out that wall over that other church before the remodel. Everybody was running and kicking that wall and breaking sheetrock, and I thought, dear God, what's going to happen next? Hallelujah. I've heard about hanging from the chandeliers from our forefathers. Oh, yeah, I've heard about all that, rolling in the floor, but kicking sheep right down? I ain't seen that before. Hallelujah. And we build our own walls, church. The world don't build them for us. We build them ourselves. Hallelujah. You're still prejudiced about what you want to be prejudiced about. Your idea is still the same They've always been because you're in control. And those things, we don't like to turn loose to God. That was free. Somewhere along Moses' journey, amen, he saw something in a young man called Joshua. He saw something. So he began to test him a little bit chose him to be one of the 12 spies to go into Canaan land. Just testing him, trying him out. And so when he came back, you know the story as well as I do. I'm not going to try to give you the whole story. Amen. Uh, But when Joshua came back, amen, he stood with Caleb when others rejected him. He stood with Caleb. Let me tell you before you make any quick, sudden decisions. My wife tried to speak to the young people and about your companion for the future. Amen. Before you make any wild decisions about anything, you need to pray, get a hold of God. Hallelujah. Pray and get a hold of God. Amen. So he sent Joshua out. And Joshua went the land of Canaan, they spied out. What do you call that, Elder Phillips? What's, what's that mission you go on when you don't make no waves or nothing? A recon. I guess I've been out of service longer than you have. I forgot some of those terms. But you used to, we used to, they used to have recon missions. It wasn't your job to engage the enemy. It wasn't your job to fight. It wasn't your job to stir up trouble. 
And that's still not your job. <laughs> if you're a child of God, that's not your job. You're to go into the enemy's camps, spy it out, determine what the situation, and bring the news back to the elder. And there's something about Moses, too, and I, I'm just going to take my time if it's okay. Hallelujah. Uh, we got cupcakes over there, so if you got a sweet tooth, uh, just keep it sweet till we get out. Hallelujah. Amen. And, but, but he carried it back to Moses, and they gave the message to Moses. And ten spies said, oh, we're like grasshoppers in their sight. That's because they looked at themselves and not their God. And church, let me tell you, we've got thousands of people today are, that are looking at themselves and not God. It's all about what they want. It's all about what they think. It's all about what they say. Hundreds of them. Hundreds of them. Take it back. And get a consensus. Joshua brought his consensus back with Caleb. The other ten gave their reports. Joshua and Caleb was looking through the eyes of what they had seen God already do. They had looked at what God had already done, that they had seen it with their eyes. They remembered those plagues in Egypt. They remembered the Red Sea crossing. They remembered all those things. And they said to Moses, we are well able. We are well able. New Life, let me tell you something this morning. You've got the goods. You're well able. You can stir up a revival. I said you can stir up a revival. If everybody would get revived themselves, you could go out. Elder Phillips told us this morning in Sunday school, you can pour water on some of those things that are looking dead and dry. Hallelujah. My, my, my. Amen. I believe that Brother John has proven himself. Amen. To be capable of entering in to leadership positions in more depth than what he has been. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so today, this is what the service is really about. It's very commendable that Elder White is thinking about new life. New Life Apostolic Church. It's been his heart since he started. Hallelujah. And it's good to see that that is still what his heartbeat is. Amen. But not only does he care about new life, amen, he also cares about the congregation, which makes up new life. And he even cares about the city of Colleen and neighboring cities. There are so many fields, mission fields today, church. So many mission fields. If Brother Phillips or Elder Phillips could go ahead and get him a wagon and fit it up with some of that living water and pass it out to some of you and tell you what street to go down. You go down this street, knock every door, and just carry that picture with you. Gideon went to fight a war with just a picture. Oh, hallelujah. Something about that living water. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. But we could have what we need in every community if we could get enough people 
Amen. With a vision and a burden to do the will of God. Amen. So I pray this morning that uh, new life will continue. Amen. Continue. Continue to reach the lost. Continue to love one another. Church people have four commissions I know of from the word of God. Number one is to pray for one another. Number two is love one another. You start getting away from that, you're headed down the wrong track. You're going to get in trouble. I promise you, you'll get in trouble. Pray for one another. Love one another. Be merciful to one another. And be willing to forgive one another. If the church loses those things, it'll never survive. You got to hold on to those things. Amen. That's been taught. Praise the Lord. Amen. I know today that I expect the church to be faithful to the standard that Elder White has taught here at New Life and his wife, their examples, the marvelous teachings that they have set forth. Amen. And their examples that they have been. And each member needs to maintain a right spirit. A right spirit. The only thing I know that's ugly about you in the eyes of God is a bad spirit. If you have a bad spirit, that's probably one of the ugliest things that God has to look at is a bad spirit. Hallelujah. I pray for myself. I don't, I got enough of praying to do for myself sometimes about some things. And, and I pray faithfully and regularly. I've heard people say, oh, I pray every day, but I'm scared to say that because I might be lying. I might slip a day or something might happen. And, and I don't get it every day. So I'm just going to say I pray regularly about my spirit. Because what God put in me was his spirit. But when it comes in contact with my spirit, if I don't keep my spirit right, then I become defiled. And I can't afford that. I can't afford that. Praise the Lord. The Apostolic Church of Jesus Christ, amen, has a motto, has had it for over 100 years now. And the motto is Psalms 133 and 1. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Hallelujah. Thank God our fellowship has not let that drop. Thank God that our fellowship has held on to that. And we dwell together in unity. Amen. Satan is out to destroy God's kingdom. Remember that. Not just this assembly, not just the assembly where I worship. Not just other assemblies around the countryside. He is out to destroy the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And there is a tactic he uses that the military picked up on. They practice it and probably won victories with it. Amen. And, and that status of war engagement comes from a little saying that says, Divide and conquer. Divide and conquer. Some of you have been in the military, so I 
I know you know what I'm talking about. If others in the church don't understand that, try to explain it to them. Hallelujah. But that's what Satan does. I said he seeks to divide. That's why people have come and gone from this church. That's why people have come and gone from the church I pastored. That's why they've come and gone from other churches in our fellowship. Because Satan gets into somebody's life and sows a little seed of bitterness or jealousy or envy or strife. And you don't take care of that. I get so displaced. I'm going to try to use that word. I get so displaced by people. Amen. They go to the doctor, pay for the doctor's visit, go by the pharmacist and get their prescriptions filled. And then when they get home and start thinking about it, and we'd sit down, but I'd, somebody have to get me up probably. I, they, after they do all of that, they get home and start thinking about it, and they say, well, I don't think that doctor knows what he's talking about. Now, I don't know who's the more stupid, the doctor or the individual that's trying to say the doctor don't know what he's talking about. Amen. I mean, our, our church world is full of this stuff. And I'm not going to get personal, so you don't have to worry about all that. Hallelujah. But we, we get this mentality, this attitude. These new devices, electronic devices we have. They're like everything else in the world. They got some good and some bad. Amen. But it elevated the individual level of pride about themselves by the way they used them. Click, click, click. Run around taking pictures of themselves. What developed from that, young ladies have sent nude pictures to men because they could get off somewhere and set the pillars by themselves. Click, 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 click. Nah, I knew you weren't going to like that, but it's okay. I just got to say what God puts on my heart. I want the church to be more established after today than it has been up till today. Hallelujah. So church this morning, that's why we've got to labor together. Labor together three things. Number one, unity. Number two, peace. And number three is the love. We have got to labor for those things. If we don't work for it, it won't happen. We have to work for it. Amen. I would like for us to stand this morning. I'd like for the Brown family to come to the front. I'd like for Elder White and his wife to come to the front. Separate. One of you on one side, one on the other side. Amen. I want the church to begin to utter some prayers. Utter some prayers for the church. For the church. For the church. have to engage yourself. I can't do that. Utter some prayers for the church. Hallelujah.
as we begin to pray, I want you to kind of just stretch your hands this way as we start praying. That living water will just be poured out all over this house. Hallelujah. Just be poured out all over this house. And God will give to every person a measure of what they need. Amen. After the prayer, I would like for you to come around and greet these two families they endeavor to keep you in their prayers and asking for your help. Asking for your help. Amen. Asking. I said, I'm asking. I'm asking for your help when you lie. One of the most devastating things that could ever happen to this city is not that a hurricane came through. Not that a tornado come through and tore up stuff, but the most devastating thing will be that this house begins to fall. Begins to fall. Begins to fall. Want these children? Nobody but God even has a clue. Nobody but God has a clue what they're going to face. It's the preacher's kid sometimes that takes the biggest hit. Preacher's kids takes the biggest hit. They don't understand why mom and daddy was treated like this or that. They don't understand why people talk about them like they do. They don't understand all that. Hallelujah. But I want church you to bind with us in prayer right now. Dear God of heaven, I call upon you today, knowing that you are aware, you see, you hear, knowing today, God, that these people have been filled with your spirit. And I pray this morning, God, that you will help them, Lord, to gain the strength. Let that living water be poured out in this service this morning. Let it flow across this front, Lord, and touch this family as they work and labor for the kingdom, labor for this church, labor for the congregation. Stay up late at night, pray, seeking your face, God. And I pray this morning, God, that you would let your anointing uh, fall in this house right now, Lord Jesus. Uh, Before we move any further, Lord, uh, let that anointing, God, fall in this house. Uh, Let that living water be poured out, Lord, uh, into our hearts and into our minds and into our spirit, Lord. Uh, Let that holy living water, God, be poured out today, Lord, uh, from heaven above, Lord, uh, that it might anoint, uh, oh, hallelujah, it might anoint.
anoint these in this family, Lord. Anoint their minds and hearts, God. Oh, give them a heart, Lord, to serve you, to love you even more, Lord, and labor for your kingdom, Lord. And we ask you this morning, right now, God, to touch the hearts of this congregation. Help them, Lord, to realize today, Lord, oh, it's not about me and it's not about them, but it's about the God that we serve this morning, Lord. It's not about us, Lord. We didn't go to Calvary. We didn't hang on the cross. Oh, we didn't do those things, Lord. But we have become laborers together for the kingdom. And I want to praise you today, Lord. And ask you, God, for that special anointing. Special touch, God, from heaven. Oh, mighty God, mighty God, mighty God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank the Lord, thank the Lord, thank the Lord, thank the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. I'm going to have these families turn to the face of the congregation. Let you come by one by one. Shake their hand. Say something. Encourage them. From the kids on up. You'll have to let the Holy Ghost lead you and guide you. You're at a place where I can't do it. You're at a place right now, church. I can't say anything. Can't do anything. But it means so much to know that somebody cares. I said it means so much. It means so much that someone loves you. The whole world is seeking for love. The whole world is seeking for love. a little music.
and give, get some refreshment.